it's the show the establishment warned you about. And welcome to the Dr. Tommy Show live from Western Chapel, Florida. I am your host, Dr. Tommy McElroy, America's free market doctor. And you are listening to the most listened to concierge medicine morning show in all of the land. Joined by my wife and vice president of National Health, Tracy McElroy. Good morning. And we are proud to come to you by way of Wesley Chapel, north of Tampa. And we are also proud to come to you uh, as a member of the Atlas MD community, which is the preeminent medical software for membership medicine practices. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you should try going to AskDrTommy.com and click on Special Offer for Atlas MD. And you'll see why I say it's the uh, preeminent medical software for membership medicine practices because it includes all of the billing uh, that you do for your patients, all of the communication you do for your patients. It also includes the regular EMR that you think of for charting, but it includes a whole whole host of uh, things that's constantly being updated. Uh, you can email your patients and keep in touch with them. And, uh, and add attachments. I just learned how to do that yesterday. Yeah, so, I'm sure that's been there before. So tell, them what, so tell them what you did yesterday. So yesterday I'm at home uh-huh. and a patient texts me and says, I need to have my labs done. I'd like to go tomorrow morning. Okay, so we have to get into the car and drive back to the office. No, I just get on my phone. Uh huh. And well, first of all, I, I just ordered the labs on a script pad, took a picture, added the attachment to her chart, and bam, sent it right to her. And she had her labs done this morning at 7 a.m. And you already I, got the results. And oh, yes, amazingly, we have the results. So not only. Most of them, but I did all that sitting on my butt. And not only does that help us, but that helps the patient as well, because now they don't have to wait. Because normally what you'd have to do is say, all right, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'm, send I'm you not in the a, office right now. Yeah. I'll, when I get to the office tomorrow, I'll get onto the computer and I'll send you a lab order. But I did everything through Atlas MD. Atlas MD. Go to AskDrTommy.com, click on special offer for Atlas MD, and then you can try it for free for 30, 60 days. Tell them Dr. Tommy sent you. Today I got a... A lot of stuff to cover. I don't know if we'll cover it all, but we're going to try. Uh, one of the things we want to talk about is the upcoming uh, Dr. Tommy cooking show. I'm so excited. That we have not done recently. We've done two. Mm-hmm. The one called <clears throat> Making Lumpia, which is a Filipino kind of spring roll, meat spring roll dish, is doing pretty well on um, the Ask Dr. Tommy uh, YouTube channel. If you just Google or go to YouTube and or actually just go to AskDrTommy.com and click on Dr. Tommy TV. That's the easiest way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's on YouTube. That's doing pretty well. So we're going to do another one called Burgers, Brews, Brats, and Brothers. 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 Brothers, Burgers, and Beer. So we're going to shoot this at my brother's house. Your brother said, how about Brats too?" And I said, okay. Sure, why not? And um, so we're going to do that. And I'm going to make it a little bit shorter, do a little bit more production. Last time we just shot it live. But this time we're going to do it. I'm going to actually... Um, do some production on it, so we're going to shoot a series of clips, and then right, we'll have that available. Video it and then um, produce upload it, it afterwards. Later. Yeah, yeah. it'd be fun though. We're going to do a couple different, three different burgers. Yeah, we're going to do turkey burgers, black bean burgers, and regular burgers, and beef burgers, and uh, then we'll do brats and then brews too. So we'll, yes, we're going to get a, a variety of different beers, right? And if anybody out there's looking to sponsor it. Feel free. Yes, yeah, send the check to Echelon Actually, Health. no, just send us the burgers, brews, and brats, and we'll cook them up. Or do and, that. And we will actually uh, be very willing to do that. Go or to, join us. Or join us. Go to AskDrTommy.com and go to the bottom of the uh, page and click on email, and we'll be happy to have a partner. <clears throat> so that's coming up. I also wanted to talk about um, 
Bad Santa 2, and then also talk about uh, the media and how uh, some of the things that are reported in the news are maybe triggering individuals and you don't need to be triggered. Um, also, I wanted to talk about concierge medicine and why would we do what we do. We just had a new patient join us this week, and uh, one of the major reasons that we are doing what we do is because we have enough time to sit with our patients and talk with them and understand what is first of all why they're here and second of all what's going on and that's the major thing the patients often want to know is what what is going on so case in point we had a patient join us who had this series of diagnoses mostly based off of um, imaging studies and reports and things that were just given to her Mm -hmm. and she hadn't even had follow-up with some of the physicians and so she was coming to us with a lot of uh, questions about what's going on. And so <clears throat> in doing so, we were able to find over the course of the two-hour visit that mm-hmm. actuality that there was a lot of the things were just happened to be report findings that aren't really clinical in nature, but they're included in a report because of that's the way it's done. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the things that she was under the impression were abnormal with her mm-hmm. findings were actually not. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we do is we take enough time to spend with them and then um, actually give them a personalized approach to medicine. Right. One of the things she actually said yesterday, she needs a physician, or when she was in this week, she needs a physician that is going to pay more attention to me and not the computer. Right. And that's... Those were her exact words. And that's what, you know, if you look at the uh, Ask Doctor... If you look on Dr. Tommy TV on YouTube and there's a thing called... um, uh, doctor, or who is Doctor Galt? And it's basically about how this doctor is that uh, we that I produced. It's about this doctor who is just burdened down by all these click boxes and all this stuff, and he's he's basically revolting against the mm-hmm. establishment medicine. Pers- uh, that forces doctors to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, the physicians aren't given the allowed time necessary. They, no. they they have to see you know a lot of patients, and um, they just don't have the time. And I'm not. I and mean, then, obviously, they have a choice. Well, they're forced to do things that are not uh, oriented to anything that they want to do or their patients, but the government has mandated. Right. And the the people in Washington and their associated lobbyists have decided this is what's important. Mm-hmm. So your Yelp review is important. Your um, your ClickBox review is important. Your um, you know yeah, any your number of satisfaction surveys. Yeah, any know. number of things that aren't necessarily pertinent mm-hmm. to your thing. Oh, wait. <clears throat> other good question is. You know, all these uh, check boxes you have to do. So mm-hmm. time you go to the doctor and you're there for a sore throat and they go down the litany of battery is, uh, you know, starts off. Have you fallen recently? No. Okay. Have you had any, uh, who's you, who do you have sex with now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had, so who do you like sex with boys or girls? Mm-hmm. And then, then it starts off with, uh, you know, what language do you speak? Well, I'm speaking to you in English. So apparently it's English. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what color, color are, are you? you? What color are you? You know, well, that's important, you know, so that's to them. And then by the time you get to the patient, you know, you may have missed something on the imagery report. So anyway, concierge medicine, what we do is we basically say, forget all that. We don't need any of that. Anything that's important, we'll ask. Anything that's not important, we will not ask. And more importantly, we won't spend any time on it. And let's figure out what's going on with you. Yeah, and it's wonderful. How how <clears throat> great is it for you to be at work and you remembered something that you need to tell your physician or your nurse and... You don't have to pick up the phone to call. 
and wait on hold. You're just going to shoot us a text message. And it's good for and us, too. And I'm going to respond right back. It's good for us, too, because the last thing we need is something that, you know, they're going to try to remember to tell us, and then they don't tell us. And then before you know it, that becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And so it works It works well for both individual and the uh, medical practice. So that's why we do what we do. And, um, you know, the other thing I was looking at today, I was just happened to be on LinkedIn. I was talk, watching a... Somebody posted a video about updated mammogram guidelines, and the guidelines call for mammograms. I forgot. I don't. Even, I haven't even followed it really because I, I don't care what necessarily USPTF says. But the USPTF came out with a guideline saying that women should not have mammograms until age fifty. Excuse me. And then they backed off and said, "No, you can have them earlier, but you got to talk with your doctor to make sure that you don't get any unnecessary biopsies, which is should happen all the time anyway." Mm-hmm. But in the big box, high volume insurance practice, it may it may not. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing is we can actually talk to our patients and say, "Hey, do I need a mammogram?" Or, "Hey, I hate mammograms. Why do I have to get a mammogram?" Mm-hmm. You know, so we can have that discussion. It's not you're just plugged into this formula that says. You're going to get this or you're not going to get this. And more Mm -hmm. importantly, we can talk to them about why it's important to do it or not do it. Well, and also we can talk to them about cash prices. The new patient that just joined asked me about um, cash prices for a mammogram. She paid, she said, nearly $500. Yeah, and for a mammogram, she's insured though. That was with her insurance, mm-hmm. and I said a cash price for a mammogram is one hundred dollars. We don't have to get a uh, approval or permission from your insurance company. I can write the order. You can go there. You can pay cash, and you can get it. That's it. Simple as that. Yeah. For what? For about a hundred bucks. And in the month of May, you know they have specials, so you can get it a little bit cheaper since it's uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But um, anyway, I'm going to offer to get my mammograms every year. Well, here's here's just a. Here's just a great. Now this is from NPR, I believe, and this is from this is from last year, January 11th, 2016. It's called Federal Panel Finalizes Mammogram Advice That Stirred Controversy. And if you skip down the article, it says the USP the USPSTF United States Preventive Service Tax Task Force says that women aged between 40 and 49 don't get as much benefit from screening as older women do, so they should make an individual decision on on when to start based on how they view the benefits and harms. Um, Our recommendations support the entire range of decisions available to women in their 40s. Kirsten Bibbins Domingo, sorry, Kirsten Bibbins Domingo, a physician and vice chair of the USPSTF, told Shots. Uh, Some women may choose to begin as early as 40 or soon thereafter deciding, deciding they want to lower their cancer risk as much as possible and can handle the chance of false positive results or possible overdiagnosis when cancer is discovered that never would have been harmful to health. Okay, so, so there's cancer that's not harmful to health? Is that what they said? Well, Say you that, know, that again. Yeah, so when cancer is discovered that never would have been harmful to health. Well, there's a, you know, there are some some people who say that, you know, you can monitor DCIS, ductal carcinoma in situ, and I'm not a breast surgeon, so I'm not going to say it's absolutely wrong or right. But yeah, there are some cancers that they do monitor rather than treat. But let's let's go back to the let's go back to the reason for this. So what happened was they came out with this guideline saying, look, uh, women should only get mammograms at age 50, and then every two years. And then there was this big uproar about it because breast cancer is one of the most politicized cancers there is. And so then they said, whoa, <laughs> so let's step back. Let me reiterate. Okay, we're going to change our guidelines. So then they say, some women may choose to begin at age 40 or soon after. 
deciding they want to lower their cancer risk as much as possible and, and can handle the chance of false positive results or possible overdiagnosis. So can handle a false positive. I'd so, rather so, deal with that. Right. But now they're given the opportunity to do, whereas before mm-hmm. the USPT PSTF guidelines said no. Now not to say that US PSTF doesn't say doesn't outlaw mammograms, but it does hold a lot of sway. Mm-hmm. And there very well may be an insurer who says, look, we won't give you a mammogram unless the USPSTF says so. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or we will do it, but it's not going to be covered, quote unquote. I want to do everything in my power. I want to do as much preventative health as I possibly can because I want to live a long time. And, and you see, there's other people who want to do the opposite. Yes. As little as possible. And that's their free will and their mm-hmm. free choice. Yes. But I choose to do my mammograms. It's the same thing with yearly PAPs. They mm-hmm. recommend them every three years once you've had so many normals. Well, here, right? Yeah, but here I, go. I'm going to do them every year. So what is the incidence of breast cancer anyway? About one in eight women, 12% will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of their lifetime. This is from breastcancer.org. That's just a quick Google One in eight search. women. One in eight women. So the pap smears, back to that. So this is from, this is old news. This is from March 4, 14, 2012. This is New York Times. Mm-hmm. New guidelines advise less, advise less frequent pap smears. Um, so this, this guideline here came out. It says that, let me just scooch up on the point. It says the task force recommends against cancer screening over the age of 65, as long as they have adequate prior screening and are not otherwise at risk for cervical cancer. That advice has not changed since 2003. Um, so here's the thing about screening for breast, for, for, for cervical cancer. What do most women associate going to the GYN doctor with? Yearly PAPs. Yearly PAPs. Yearly so breast exams. Also, you know, um, breast exams also by your your GYN. So let's say that you don't have a, uh, uh, you don't need to get a Pap smear according to the new guidelines. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many women I've met over the years who've said, "Oh, I don't have to go to the doctor every year now because they say that I don't have to have a Pap smear." Right. They do get confused. You still need a pelvic exam, right? But that they don't understand the fact that they still need a pelvic exam, so they think that they can just opt out for three years completely. And the other thing, too, is, okay, so let's say that you are over age 65 and you don't have a pap smear. Mm -hmm. What if you do get cancer in the cervix? Well, the thing is, you're 65. 65 is, that's a young age now. 65 is the new 50. Right. So you have 30 more years, possibly even longer that you can live. Why not just do it? A pap is not that big of a deal. It takes less than five minutes. Yeah, you know, there, there's some. And the way I see it too, if you're getting a pelvic exam by your physician every year, just do the pap. Here's what it says here. This is again from 2012. It says the worry about frequent pap smear screening is that test results can result in a large number of false positives that lead to sometimes painful biopsies and put women at risk for pregnancy complications in the future, like preterm labor and low birth weight infants. All right. Mm-hmm. So they're using the idea that painful biopsies and preterm labor should be a, a deciding factor on whether or not women should get pap smears. Well, I mean, aren't we living in a society idea. now where we're not supposed to assume that, you know, just because you're a woman that you want to have a baby or That's how about true. this? What if you're not going to have a baby because you already had one? That's right. Or what if you say, well, look, I would rather have a painful biopsy potentially. I most definitely would. 
have i know there's people out there like you said that don't want to go to the doctor they don't want to do anything they don't want blood tests they don't want any x-rays exams because they feel like a physician's always going to find something wrong with them so but yeah. i want to be proactive so if you if you want to have an honest discussion with your doctor make sure you have an honest discussion tell them about the time you you went to the doctor you wanted to get your my annual pap yeah well the nurse said um so you're due for a pelvic exam today and i said well, what about my pap she said oh well you've had three normals so you don't have to have one now and mm -hmm. i'm like no i'm getting one and then she said well your what was her what was her when you said that what is she what was her kind of demeanor oh um she well she said the same thing that you just read that you know there could be um well first of all insurance might not pay for it mm -hmm. and second for false positives or a worry and I said, I'll, I'll take my chance. Hmm. I want I want to go ahead. So she had the, the, the talking points. Yes. And I said, um, you know what? You're going to, if if my doctor is going to. But you had to ask for it. So I if did. you had just gone in there and been not a nurse or otherwise educated about it, mm -hmm. you would not have been even offered it. I would have it. just got a pelvic exam. And so then I told the nurse, I'm like, no, I'm going to get my pap. If I'm going to be getting a pelvic exam anyway, I have my clothes off. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have my a. Pap. Uh, a manual exam anyway. yes let's do it and then she said that i might not that my i might get a bill from my insurance company and you had to sign a form and i did have to sign a form that says you know this is not medically necessary and that um you could be you might be responsible for a bill hmm. so yes i did and i did it so then my gyn told me the same thing you know he said that um he actually you know said i think you should go ahead and do it you know mm -hmm. do your pap why not so i mean i already made up my mind anyway before he told me that so that's just an indication of what we try to do here is give people their full, the full, um, all of their options and say, look, mm -hmm. here, what do you want to do? Let's have mm -hmm. an honest discussion. You're an intelligent person. I, I respect you. Uh, let's have a discussion about whether or not you want to do this mm -hmm. and without the dictates of just saying this is the way it is. And plus the fact we got time to do that. So if right. you're interested in doing that kind of medic medicine, then uh, visit your local membership medicine doctor and um, get a consultation uh the other thing oh i want to do a movie review bad santa 2 so bad santa 2 is an old movie review but as you see on the dr tommy show we oftentimes do movie reviews from movies that have long been out mm -hmm. that's okay because nowadays people watch movies like that mm -hmm. uh, people watch movies that have are not coming out in the theaters with the advent of streaming services so mm -hmm. if you have netflix or otherwise want to watch bad santa 2 bad santa 2 was uh, in 2016, and it was directed by Mark Waters, who directed Mean Girls, written by Johnny Rosenthal and Shauna Cross, based on characters created by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. Sorry if I got those messed up. Who did the original Bad Santa back in 2003, I believe it was. And so it returns. Uh, Willie Soak is the uh, alcoholic safe cracker Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, Tony Cox returns as the uh, uh, diminutive t uh, Marcus Skidmore. And then uh, returning also, we have uh, Brett Kelly as Thurman Merman. And a new person, uh, Sonny Soak, who is the uh, – Kathy Bates stars as Sonny Soak, who is the mother of uh, Willie Soak. She did a fantastic job. And I found that – I thought it was hilarious. Overall, when I first heard about Bad Santa 2, it was panned universally almost mm -hmm. in yes. any media. We had so it. much so that I used we passed it on Netflix many times. Many like, times. I've heard it's no good. Yeah, we just skipped over it. And why is that? Why is it no good? Well, first of all, I think it's good. I think it was great. I it's had no idea It's certainly not a family this. movie. And if you've seen Bad Santa 1, 
up the ante a little bit on the crude crude most definitely. humor. It's even a little worse. It is most. That being said, I think it's I think it tells a interesting story. It takes it takes first of all it takes Bad Santa beyond what it was before. It's not a complete remake of the you know previous sequel, or it's not a sequel that's just a remake of the previous formula. It's, it's actually a different story. It's a lot different story, mm-hmm. more of a story about a family dynamic. But the other thing is is that it. Um, I think it was a, overall a worthy successor, and obviously you can never have a sequel that, except for The Godfather Part Two, possibly, that overcomes or that uh, overshadows the original. Uh, I think Bad Santa 2 is a worthy successor sequel. I think so. Um, I think it was a great uh, thing to bring in Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. She, she was she stole she, was, the, she stole the movie. I think. Yeah, she was awesome. Yep, <laughs> she so, was awesome. So anytime you have this thing with them, and I see this a lot of times, in the you, you hear things and you're thinking, well, what is this? Like, there's something. There's sometimes a movie will come out that has universal acclaim, mm-hmm. and then you think, well, why is it so great? I don't know. It doesn't seem. It seems Hangover is a is a good example. Find a bad review for Hangover, the original Hangover. Now I like the Hangover. I thought it was good too. Yeah. I thought it was good, but you find a bad review mm-hmm. for the Hangover. <clears throat> Hangover was a funny movie. I don't think it was that much funnier than. But I liked if it. you if you try to find a bad review now, Hangover Part Two, Three, whatever, I didn't. You see may all have them. seen bad reviews, but so Hangover was one of them. Another one is Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it. Find a bad review for Game of Thrones. You won't find one. I haven't seen anything bad about Game of Thrones. I can't believe that we haven't even we haven't watched it. Well, I did some investigation of that earlier, but I, I won't get into that right now. But here's here's a here's what I looked up. So I was like, there's got to be a reason that Bad Santa Two is panned so badly. So. As it is the case with everything in our media nowadays, it's been politicized. So this is from Sam Adams on Slate's culture blog called Browbeat. And this is from November 23, 2016. Bad Santa 2 is perfectly wrong for its political moment. And this is from the article. Sometimes a movie comes along that perfectly captures a moment of time, a work of art that catches the occurrence of history and culture and rides them like an eagle soaring high above the earth. And sometimes a movie, through miscalculation or sheer bad luck, strays into a downdraft and winds up smashed to pieces on the rocks below. Bad Santa 2 is one of the latter. Skip down to the article. Bad Santa, which was directed by Terry Zwigoff and written by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, became a substantial hit by playing both ends against the middle. Conservative audiences could revel, revel, he said reveal, could revel in its anti-PC sentiments and liberals could enjoy having their sensibilities modestly tweaked, secure in the knowledge that Thornton's despicable protagonist would see the error of his ways before the end of the credits. But Bad Santa 2, for which neither the movie's original director or writer's return, feels like it will please neither side. Even though the swing state audience saw it, I saw it with laughed heartily at some of its jokes. Given the surge in open hateful rhetoric that accompanied Donald Trump's campaign and has intensified since his victory, off-color jokes about sterilizing black people are no longer pushing the envelope. They're well inside it. Because Donald Trump apparently has talked about that. Do you remember that? I don't. I don't recall. Okay. Mm -hmm. Back to the article. Even though the conservative New York Post critic Kyle Smith wrote that the movie's concept has lost its sting now that we're headed for a bad Santa presidency. So, well, you know, when I watched Bad Santa with you a couple weeks ago, strangely enough, I wasn't thinking of Trump. I wasn't thinking this movie's for Republicans. I wasn't thinking it's for Democrats. Uh-uh. I just watched the movie and we laughed our butts off. Yeah. And, and there was no political view. It's interesting. On my part, and it, I just I, thought it was great. I just don't understand this 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 need to politicize everything. You know, ESPN, I've written about this a couple times on Ask Dr. Tommy. 
Uh, ESPN has suffered tremendous ratings uh, losses, and that's for a couple of reasons. One of the primary reasons is because ESPN is stuck in this stale, big package of cable that no one wants. So it used to be back in the 2000s and 90s and 80s, you'd have to buy cable just to get ESPN or get anything, and then you had to pay for all this stuff you don't want. So you say, I want uh, History Channel. Well, you can get the History Channel, but you're going to get – all these news networks, you're going to get this, you're going to get this and this and this, and you're not going to watch it, but you just want the History Channel. you got to buy it all. Mm-hmm. Well, now with streaming, we can get anything we want, essentially tweaks here and there, but you can get a lot of stuff on demand. Well, ESPN stuck in that uh, revenue cycle where they got most of their money from um, subscribers. They got like $7 a month on average from cable subscribers. That went away, so that's gone away. The other reason why is because ESPN has stridently uh, forged a path full force into the politics of sports. And what they did not realize is that where they are at in Connecticut and where they have buddies or where broadcast partners in New York and California, they may actually agree with that wholeheartedly, that they want to turn on sports just like they turn on Bad Santa and they want to see Donald Trump or they want to see Hillary Clinton, or they want to see left and right duking it out about color and statues and floods. They want to see that when they see a movie, or they want to see that when they see sports. But that's them. They don't realize that the most of the United States doesn't want to see that. Left you know, or right. I thought I read an article that they they think that this is right. They realize that their ratings are down, but they're not going to change There's things. A, no, we're, we're going. We're, yeah. we're keeping going. We're... It, we're moving forward. This is the way we're going to do things. Which is fine. That's mm-hmm. I love it because that's the way the market works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there used to be a, a lot of things that did that. You know, Blockbuster was the best example. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster says, you know what? Forget it. Streaming. We're going to have physical stores. And now Blockbuster is uh, the dodo bird. Yeah, so they, there's a lot of and ESPN <laughs> bird. Uh, may eventually be the dodo bird. But I just think that it's strange that they think that the because they live in this in this because they're in a bubble they're in this bubble where they say we need everything politicized 100 percent of the time you just turn on any news cycle right now mm-hmm. it's it's like everything's politics mm-hmm. the floods <laughs> the statues you know the color of people mm-hmm. who they have Very sex sad. with everything is so political mm-hmm. and bad santa too apparently is no different so. well i'm suggesting you watch bad santa just have a good time with it yeah. it's funny as heck or if you're in You'll connecticut laugh. and you want to watch it as long as you're not easily easily offended because and it's vulgar it is for very sure. vulgar and as and so is a lot of stuff you know there was a guy back in the 60s and i, I, I forgot his name but anyway he was one of the first comedians that was uh, like that, uh, very vulgar. And I forgot his name now. I'll remember as soon as we get off the air. But anyway, yeah, he was very vulgar. And he may have been a liberal even. Who knows? But the point is, is that it's very vulgar. And uh, But if you're at ESPN, you want to watch it, and you want to just be uh, constantly triggered, watch it. Watch it. Watch it, and then watch the floods, and then go visit a statue. And then you'll be triggered all day long. And uh, that's about it for today. If you want to follow us on AskDrTommy.com, go to AskDrTommy.com. And then you can also follow us on iTunes and you can follow us on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe on both of those. We have new subscribers and we have uh, new members and everything is just exciting around here. And we're having a lot of good times. Uh, If you want to have anything covered on Dr. Tommy show that hasn't been covered, we have our patients sometimes submit. uh, Well, not sometimes. Our patients will submit things for us to cover and we cover them because our patients are smart. Or if you'd like to be a guest. If you want to be, and our members are. You know, you can do remote. 
Yeah. Or you uh, can come here to the office. Yeah. If you're if you're a member, our members have a standing invitation to have their businesses on here. Most of them are business owners. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of them, yes. some of them aren't, but uh, well, some of them are. We uh, have one that we did a I did a, a boxing uh, show with uh, one of our members, but it got uh, ixnade by CBS, and so mm-hmm. you can only view it if you're outside the United States. So if you're ever outside the United <laughs> States and you want to see that show, yeah, uh, go look up the George Foreman fight that I covered with one of our members, mm-hmm. but also. Um, you know, anyway, if, if you're interested in learning more about what we do here at Concierge Medicine, then please come in for a, a free consultation, mm-hmm. and we'll love to sit down with you and learn more about you and how we can potentially help you uh, become healthier and optimize your health. Mm-hmm. Anything That's else? It. All right, I think you've got it all covered. This is our closing video. This is a video that I made of Pink Floyd, and it's called "Across the Mind's Eye." Talk to you later. <laughs>